listening to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, all you gearheads and car fiends, welcome to Driven Radio Show, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with my co-host and engineer extraordinaire, and man, is he doing it tonight, <laughs> Mr. Mark Gross. Uh, that's me. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios. Our special guest this week is muscle car expert, director of company relations, and lead TV commentator for Meekum Auctions, Mr. John Craman. John is here to give us a quick peek at everything that is happening in the Meekum Auction world. John, welcome back to Driven Radio. Oh, man, you know, always a pleasure to talk uh, auctions, collector cars uh, with you guys. And uh, we're a little overdue, but glad we could get together and make it happen. Uh, yeah, it, it has been a, a little while. You needed to take a break, young man, after uh, after Kissimmee and Las Vegas. <laughs> and we're going to get into all of that. Kissimmee was outrageous. Uh, please tell us about the final sales tallies, how many cars crossed the block, uh sales net just everything how was Kissimmee tell us all about it well as you guys know and I think probably a lot of your listeners know as well it was it has always been our goal we've always had it in our sights to make Mecham Kissimmee <laughs> the world's largest collector car auction without any question and we've been working really hard over the past I don't know maybe dozen years it was our 25th year there but over the past dozen years to really try to put that on the map early in January. In fact, this auction actually started on January 2nd uh, and ran through the 14th. That's 13 days straight. And we absolutely smashed every auction record, not just Meekum, but auction record that ever was. The amount of cars around 4,400 uh, sales totals, 275 million in sales. That smashed our old record, which was $246 million. And we just wanted to show everybody going into the new year or into a new year every year that the collector car market is still strong and Mecham is still the world's biggest. And we took it up a couple of notches this year. I don't want to make it sound like I'm bragging. I'm just stating the facts on what the strategy was to put this auction out there. A lot of a lot of promotion, a lot of advertising, over 50 collections, and the best lineup of everything from A to Z we've had in Meekum history. Bottom line, guys, is it all paid off with a whopper of an auction. Now that $275 million, uh, <laughs> Kissimmee runs right before Scottsdale Car Week. Your Kissimmee total was higher than all the auctions combined at Scottsdale. Well, and that's also part of our strategy is, you know, we want to be an collector car auction company for for collector cars of all values. You know, a lot of the auction companies out there during Car Week in Arizona, they're the boutique auctions where they've got 100 or 150, 200 cars, all very expensive, all in the high end. Our lineup had everything literally from A to Z, $5,000 cars to multi-million dollar cars and everything in between. We backed it up with a massive amount of live TV coverage, 38 hours. That was also a new record, six days and 38 hours of TV coverage. 
And now that the smoke is cleared, we can sort of take a deep breath and kind of look back and, and I guess come to the conclusion that some of the new market segments, and particularly in regard to European exotics, both vintage and contemporary, our priority has been on that for about the last maybe 10 years, and it all came together. You know, our top seller at the auction was the very last 1963 Ferrari 250 GT uh, California Spider short wheelbase, known famous, not this car, but known famous for, that's the Ferris Bueller car, guys. That was the car that was, you know, immortalized in that in that fantastic movie. Uh, this was the last production car built, not actually used in the movie, but at at almost seventeen million nine hundred thousand dollars, it smashed our previous record, which goes back to twenty ten of a sixty five, a Shelby Daytona Cobra uh, at seven point two five million. So we added, we raised our our previous record by over ten million dollars. Mecham has really grown up. That is absolutely staggering. And to see that kind of number, just, God, that's a lot of money. That's a <laughs> chunk of change. That's a ton of money. Indeed. The other thing about Kissimmee, uh, especially for me, there were more Corvettes at that sale than I've seen at any other auction anywhere, as well as Mustangs, Challengers, Trans Ams, Mopar wing cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us a rundown of everything that was there? Yeah, here's what's astonishing about that. Normally, as the uh, Corvettes at a Mecham auction, Corvettes historically are the number one most plentiful individual model on the auction block. Uh, typically, it's um, Corvettes, Mustangs, and then Camaros in that order. Oh so roughly 10% are Corvettes. But if we look at the number, we look at the number of Corvettes we had at about 520 out of 4,400 cars. That's over 10%. Uh, and so it was a it was a very very strong Corvette auction. Mustangs we had 213. We had 59 Dodge Challengers and Pontiac Trans Ams tied for that. <laughs> 18 Roadrunners and maybe the most astonishing of all the numbers, 15 of the Wing Warriors 1970 Superbirds. One or two would be a big deal to have 15 at one auction is just extraordinary. Our top 10. Sellers of the auction were all well over $1 million. And another big Corvette news that sort of was the shockwave around the world was the very first and very last L88. Now, we know Corvettes, only three-year production runs, 67 through 69, 20 built in 67, 80 and 68, and 116 and 69. But this was the first and the last they sold as a pair for just under 226 million dollars that is the ultimate corvette bookend collection of all time so much so that i wrote an article about it before they sold there and i was just dying to see how they would do yay uh for the uninitiated folks corvette l88s and like john just said they only built 216 of them over three years it is an iron block iron head 427 that was grossly underweighted rated at 430 horsepower they were met for competition only and 550 to 600 was closer to true with a set of headers and a little bit of tuning the things are radical cars and they're absolutely outstanding it was really cool to see the pair go uh, as one lot now right after Kissimmee and that stellar showing 
you went to the 33rd annual Vintage and Antique Motorcycle Auction in Las Vegas that was January 24th through the 27th. How many bikes did you have there, John? Oh, man, what a fantastic auction that was. Uh, Four-day auction, January 24th through the 27th. Kind of a one-two punch in January. We go from the world's largest ever collector car auction to the world's largest vintage and antique motorcycle auction. Um, Had about 1,700 or so uh, entries there. Uh, We had 12 hours of television coverage. Some of the notable top sellers, all war classics. Uh, Bruff Superior from 1940, an SS 100 with a sidecar, 260,000, a 1920 Indian Ace, 220,000, and a 1911 Harley-Davidson 70 Twin, one of only four known left, $200,000, almost $20 million, taking us up to a January total of around $300 million in the sale of collector vehicles and motorcycles for the month of January. It's just unprecedented you know got to give a tremendous shout out to the whole entire Meekum team for all of their efforts to put together these massive events literally a week apart back to back like that and to end both of them with such stellar results is I don't know there's any other auction company out there in the world that could even fathom doing this and then put this all together and make it happen while still getting revved up for our next auction, which is coming up coming up shortly in early March over in Glendale, Arizona, the Phoenix area. It's crazy. Now, Glendale is one of my favorite Mecham sales of the whole year. Oh. And uh, it's, you know, it's Arizona in March, which is always nice. It's nice to get out of Kansas and go to Arizona anytime. <laughs> uh, but also for the venue, which is you hold that sale at the Arizona Cardinals State Farm Stadium, which is fantastic. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the venue and uh, what sets Glendale apart from the other sales. Yeah, kind of extraordinary venue. Of course, State Farm, uh, one of Mecham's primary sponsors, and just a coincidence that they have such a great facility there that we are able to go ahead and use. Um, Spring training will be going on out there. The NASCAR race will be there the same weekend the cup guys are out there so it's going to be really really crazy out there in arizona and of course you know meekum adding to all of that um we'll be there for five days march 5th through the 9th couple thousand dollars a couple thousand cars we've got positions for we're still full strength uh trying to get the uh get the lineup uh, and get the consignments in still working on that our first Glendale auction was uh, goes back to 2019, so this is our sixth year there, and we chose that, guys, intentionally and strategically. January is a big car time in the greater Phoenix area. We know that. Uh, so much going on there, but we've got even more going on over at Kissimmee, so our January is completely full, but we want, due to customer demand, we, we wanted to have a presence in the greater Phoenix area. And on the other side of the Valley of the Sun over there in beautiful Glendale, Arizona, at State Farm Stadium, home of the Cardinals there, it has just been a fantastic win-win for us and the community that they can take a little bit of breather from all the stuff that happens in January, taking February off, and then hitting it hard with a really big collector car auction. In fact, when we blasted off there in 2019, 
we had uh, we'd earned about thirty five million dollars or so. That was our largest first time ever auction, which told us immediately that there's pent up demand for the way that Mecham does business in Arizona during the winter months. So it's part of our it's, it's our fastest growing auction. Uh, it's our fourth largest auction. And man, we're we're getting revved up. Man, our inventory is freaking stellar. You do have a couple of really compelling lots that are going to be on offer there. Uh, can you tell me about them? You know, if we just focus on you know the main attractions as 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 we call them, late model Ferraris, including a couple of A listers, an 03 Ferrari Enzo, and a 92 F40. Those are oh. multiple. Uh, seven-figure cars, two Ford GTs, a 2019 and a 2021, another L88. You know, we talked about the pair of L88s that sold the first and the last. Another L88, this one from 67, one of 20, is going to be there. Um, kind of the holy grail of 63 Corvettes are the Z06 big tank cars, the NO3 Ooh. optional big 36-gallon tank. Only 63 were built. With that split window, we've got one of those. Japanese uh, domestic, um, uh, 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 the JDM cars, Japanese domestic market cars continue to be really strong with a whole new segment of collector. And we've got the holy grail of that. We've got the Nissan Skyline, the GTR M spec mirror, uh, only a handful built in gorgeous black. It's been brought into the U S that car expected to fetch probably somewhere in a half a million dollar range, a crazy cool custom 69 Talladega. Uh, that's owned by our pal Wayne Carini. Uh, another big tank Corvette, I just want a fuelie from 65, late modern Lamborghini Huracan. 2017 Viper, guys, that's the last year. The ACR, top of the line, Voodoo. Uh, 20, uh, sequence number 21 of only 31 built in the final year of Viper production, 270 miles, and the list just continues to go on. Just really going to back up with great inventory to what we had over there in Kissimmee. John, I know you never sit still very long, and honestly, <laughs> you don't get to. Uh, what is coming up next after Glendale? Glendale's next week, and it's going to be a blowout like it always is. Uh, but what's next up? Well, we head over in April, early April. We head over to our home over in Houston, and that's at the beautiful NRG Center. That's a three-day auction. Runs April 4th through the 6th. Got about 1,000 cars on the lineup there. And that auction is shaping up to be really strong on classic American muscle. Uh, got a gorgeous 67 GTO, a 96 Viper GTS, first year of that Viper Coupe. A couple of really cool high-end resto mod C10 pickups. We know how strong that market is. Uh, a 2023 Challenger Black Ghost, that's 807 horsepower if you're keeping track. And a 2023 Demon 170, one year only also, that's 1,025 horsepower. Gorgeous 63 Galaxy 500 XL convertible with that big R-Code 427 and a four-speed, that's 425 horsepower. Oh, so it looks like early on the theme is going to be American performance. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. <laughs> I can feel my flag waving already. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't been to Houston yet. Sounds like I need to pack a bag and get gone. And then oh, yeah. one of my favorites is coming up just right down the road. Tell us what you're looking at for the 37th annual Spring Classic in Indianapolis. Well, that's the granddaddy of all Mecham auctions. The original Mecham auction, the first 
dating all the way back to 1988. Not our largest, second biggest, but our longest standing and our flagship auction. Dana Meekham's original Spring Classic will be celebrating, as you mentioned, 37 years at that auction. It'll be it'll be nine days, uh, May 10th through the 18th, 3,000 cars. And very much like the semi, it's going to have a lineup full of a lot of depth. And that would include a lot of collections, of course, American Muscle, some pre-war classics, more exotics. I promise everybody that. Uh, Corvettes, again, are going to be in big quantity. Hot rods as well. Kind of middle America. The week before the Indianapolis 500. So the whole city is buzzing and excited with that. Um, and, and then, you, you know, it's funny guys. And then it just literally continues. I mean, auctions for the remainder of the year, we just don't back off the gas at all. Uh, and plenty of television coverage, uh, coming up for all the auctions. And of course that can be seen with our, with our new network now in our third year with the folks at motor Trend. So, uh, it's all good. Let me just say this guys. I just want to say that, you know, it's really not all about, how great Meekum Auctions is doing and how hard we all work in that. Yeah, I think it really shows just how strong, despite all the distractions out there in the world right now, just how strong and vibrant the collector car market is. And then it does seem to be sort of managing a slight generational shift to a new generation of enthusiasts. It's not a sales pitch. We're really watching it carefully. And, and it really seems like uh, for as as you know, some of us are aging and kind of moving out of out of uh, you know car collecting. There's a whole new wave of enthusiasts under you know right behind us that seem willing to you know keep it going. And I just have to say, as a lifelong car guy since I was two years old and I'm pushing seven decades now, it's just so gratifying that my love is gonna is is gonna carry on. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say indefinitely. Oh, it. It absolutely is. I'm thrilled to see that we've got a younger generation that's taking up the mantle and starting to collect. And, and they're they're starting to uh, pick up on some of the stuff that we've loved, uh, especially 60s and 70s muscle. I like to see that it's so strong. And to that end, uh, you got one that's coming up at, at Indy that I might have to cash in some of my retirement fund to go chase. <laughs> You've got it. It's, it's even in my colors. What's- uh, lot number R213, 1970 Chevy Chevelle SS LS6 with a four-speed, and it's uh, it's in fathom blue with white stripes and a parchment interior. Oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. It just warmed I, up 10 degrees in I, this room. Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't need both my kidneys. Um, that is, God, that is just sexy. I might need to come see that car. That won't be the only one that will get your attention. But I got to say, I'm, man, I am I am with you all the way. You know, it's funny how colors really sort of play into it. You mentioned Fathom Blue with parchment. That is about as good as it gets. And, of course, the legend of the LS6 continues as being the most potent from a factory horsepower rating standpoint of all the cars in Muscle Car Era 1.0 at 450 horsepower out of that out of that awesome big block yeah that's and a lot of more automatics but you know something about a four speed oh absolutely and uh for my money that thing was king kong that was the the baddest of the yep. bad oh man i know i'm a corvette guy but i am a sucker for a 70 chevelle ss <laughs> <laughs> 
John, we appreciate you coming on with us. We've been speaking with John Craman, muscle car expert, director of company relations, and lead TV commentator for Meekum Auctions. As you can tell, anytime we have John on, he comes with his bag packed. John, please tell us where we can find you and Meekum online and on social media. Yeah, very active website, very simple, Meekum.com, and that is spelled M-E-C-U-M. And I really love to interact with our viewers uh, uh, on social media. And the best place to find me is on Twitter. Now it's called X. And uh, it's at Car Craman. And I love seeing the things you post on Twitter. John, I appreciate you being on, as always, sir. Uh, it's It's been too long. And uh, I hope to run into you real soon. Sounds good. I'll be looking out for it. Guys, always a pleasure. And we really, really appreciate the interest. That is why John has been on this show more than anybody else. <laughs> I I think that's his 10th or 11th appearance with us. Yeah. And why I like having him on. He knows his stuff. He's got it all right there. The You know, you ask him one question and he's got the answers to four others you didn't even ask. <laughs> he just, he's got all the information right there and... and he brings it up and he just makes it so stinking easy. Um, man, he's just a pleasure to have on. Furthermore, he's a hell of a lot of fun to be around. And, yeah. and the man likes a good steak. So <laughs> that, that's another reason. Cars I like and John. beef. Yeah. That's, hell yeah. That's another reason I like John. We can sit and eat steak together. We're good that way. But he's not kidding. If you uh, have been on the website any at all and look through what's coming up, at Glendale, and there's a ton of stuff there. That they're, I think he said they're talking about a couple thousand cars there. Jesus. And then Houston's another thousand cars. And then Indy, so far, I think he, he's talking 3,000-plus cars being there. And I've covered that Indy auction before, and that thing covers a lot of ground. And Well, think about 3,000 3, cars, and you got to have some room around them. Plus, Indy always has a great turnout they've always got fantastic stuff there if you'll recall uh, a few years back uh Vern Estes you know yeah yeah was uh was representing the John Otsbach collection and the Otsbach was a Shelby collector and I forget if they had 5000 pieces or 12000 pieces of Shelby memorabilia plus 13 cars 10 of them, I think, were Shelby's. He, uh, Otzbach owned that, uh, the Ken Miles flying Mustang, the R002. Yeah, I remember when that went. That and, was wild. And that went and set a, a record for, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Shelby Mustangs. And the, these sales, man, I've been to Glendale. Glendale's fun. You don't realize how much space is inside of, of State Farm Stadium, you know, where the Cardinals play, you can stick a lot of cars where that football field usually is. And not only that, they had cars lining the concourses up where you, you come in and you walk all the way around, and they had cars outside. Jeez, it's just a huge deal. But, uh, you know, these Meekum sales, they just keep getting bigger. Well, I'm kind of surprised too. You know, we we talk a lot about uh, the really cool cars that show up at those, and then of course you get uh, down in my range, 
the um, uh, they got everything. I am I'm kind of shocked. Like like just for fun, I I while you were talking, I did a search for Chrysler's. Not that many, but it ranges from you know the '60s and '61s, the Krill Eaton Grills mm-hmm. that I like so much. Uh, there's an '83 Chrysler Imperial. No kidding. And they're expecting to go for thirty to fifty k. Are you serious? Uh, just some of these things are, you are like these are actually wild and cool. '76 Chrysler New Yorker, '78 Cordoba. Uh, okay, hang on a second. Hang on, I got to catch up. I'm st- I'm. Still trying to that seventy eight Chrysler Cordoba. I think they're expecting to go for like thirty to fifty k. Also, um, but I, I think it's because it has like eleven thousand miles on it. But it's just a oh god. I don't mean to kill you here. <laughs> Have you looked up? You need to. You're on the Meekum website. You uh-huh. need to go to the Indy sale in May. And just hit Chrysler. They only have one entered so far because, you know, it's in May. (laughs) 1960 Chrysler 300F convertible. Yes. Yes. Look at that thing. I am not a Mopar guy. That thing just oozes sexy. That is cool. And check out that hot pink metallic color. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just. Dude, yeah. I I drive that. That's cool. It's freaking ridiculous, and that's part of what I like about it. That's the charm. Oh, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it will go for an absolute fortune. But that thing's gorgeous. I love that car. And you were saying they've got a lot of them coming up at Glendale. Uh, it's it goes through a, a number of their auctions. So uh, I had I'd seen that, and then I had been cruising a couple of the auctions uh, before we recorded. And looking at oh, what they had to sure. offer, there were so many odd and weird cars that I'm like, really that? But I have to remember, you know, I'm old. So <laughs> so the cars that I remember being cool uh-huh. when I was young are nothing like what, you know, a 35-year-old remembers being cool when they were young. Well, yeah, it's because you and I both think that 1984 was 35 years ago. Yeah, that uh, a 1955 Plymouth is a 25-year-old car. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here, uh, Glendale. Wow. If you click on Plymouth for Glendale, there's a lot of stuff. 53 Plymouth Cranbrook Convertible. Now, that's convertible. interesting. Looking for Chrysler's, not so much, which really surprised me because I thought it would be different. Chrysler's were the higher end, if you want yeah. to call it that, uh, Plymouth of the, was, uh, that, the Mopar lines, and yet Plymouth is showing up. What? Yeah, there's an awful lot of Plymouth here, an awful lot of Plymouth muscle. 69 Roadrunner Hardtop, 70 Plymouth Cuda Convertible, yeah. 70 Plymouth Roadrunner with a 440, 70 Plymouth Cuda with a 440. Jesus. Except I think this one been breathed on a little bit this says 440 484 horsepower with a four speed uh, <laughs> on a boat yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I could do that though uh-huh. <laughs> don't get me wrong uh, 65 plymouth barracuda with a supercharged 57 in it oh my god that little humpy thing yeah yeah next uh, amc marlin is so close to that it's like it's toothless cousin yep and i'm like oh god one or the other which 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 oh, hard to decide uh, but- They've got a, a super slick, looks like maybe a little bit of a resto mod, uh, 69 Plymouth Roadrunner in jet, jet gloss black, and it says it's got a 426 Hemi in it. Oh, my God. Uh, 67 Plymouth Hemi GTX convertible with a 426 in it. And then you get into a 71 Cuda with... <clears throat> 528 cubic inch. Hamina, <laughs> uh, Boy, if you're a Mopar fan, there's an awful lot of cool Look stuff at all coming of it. up. That, at is, 
That is so charming. I, I love that a, Plymouth is uh, representing. There is a ton of stuff going on. And the other thing you got to say for Meekum right now, and I know it sounds like we're being the world's biggest Meekum fanboys, but uh, <laughs> it, they they have sure been kind to us. Yeah. And they have yeah. let us do a lot of stuff, uh, any of the sales we've been to. One of the things you got to say about them, though, they set new records at Kissimmee, $275 million. God. If you read the latest edition of Sports Car Market, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they are noting that the collector car bubble seems to have burst based on the Scottsdale results, and the Scottsdale results are down. The only auction at Scottsdale that did better than they did last year was Barrett Jackson, and and they did do better, not by tons, but they did it a little bit better. Yeah, but for all of that. To have looked to be softening while Meekum is still pulling record sales. That's really interesting. You got to wonder, you know? Yeah. um, It's hard to explain between, you know, the excitement of the auction uh, versus people like, you know, I don't know, me. (laughs) who go out and are so uh, cost conscious that we're willing to walk away from something. But that's okay. That's okay. That's you can still go to the auction and not just meek them, but anywhere (gasps) you can still go to these sales and it's fun just to be there. You know, one of the things about going to these sales, you walk around and look at the cars and you can learn a lot uh, seeing what's there, what's original, what's modified, you know, what to look for in your car. What's a good idea? Maybe you got a car at home you're working on. You see one at one of these auctions that's been done, and it gives you ideas with directions you can go on your own car. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I noted a few years ago, I covered uh, Meekum Glendale in 21 when everybody was still pretty scared about COVID. It was March of 21. And, man, it was packed. It was full of people. People had been stuck in their houses long enough they were dying to get out and go do something and just looking at cars and watching the auction maybe bidding on something was really cool the other thing to note there i was reviewing an early porsche 356 that had been a driver it was it was fair driver quality uh you know because there's something for everybody and it was outside the stadium it wasn't inside but one of the things you get from going to auctions rather than just watching them online is smells. You cannot get those smells over the computer. And when I opened the engine compartment on the little Porsche, it smelled like varnish. Oh, So you knew yeah. it hadn't been running in a while or run very much, probably had some old gas in it. There are smells in these cars. You know, you get leather from the interior on a lot of the cars, or maybe it smells a little gassy because it's flooded or the carbs aren't adjusted. And that's one of your senses when you're looking at cars that you don't always give a lot of credence to. Yeah. But you, you really realize it when you're there in person and you get in and out of them. You open them up. You, you open the hoods. You, you know, you, you get those odors that olfactory sensation it's one of the things you got to be there for and uh that's i i know i'm getting kind of long-winded about this and i've gone a little off topic but one of the things about working for sports car market and going to all of these different auctions and i i think 
if my count isn't off, I think I've reviewed 1,700 cars over the last eight years. <laughs> I, I, I may be misremembering that, but I don't think I am. Um, man, it's all of it. It's being able, it's the tactile sensation. You got to be able to, to touch these. And I'm not saying I run my hands over everything, but occasionally you run your hands over a finish that looks really good and you feel the grit in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, because pictures a, lie. Uh, as God is my witness, uh, even Facebook, yeah, who, you can look at something and go, that looks really good. And then you get up to it in person. Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you damn dirty ape. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's really surprising but, when you get in person. There's there's a lot to be said from being able to bid online in every major auction house and every big auction. I mean, there's all the online auctions. You've got Bring a Trailer and Cars and Bids yeah. and, uh, you know, MB Market and P-Car Market if you're Mercedes or a Porsche fan. And every, every online auction gives you a lot of choices and you can do it from home and you can bid from home. And a lot of the online auctions are a lot cheaper than the big auction houses. The flip side of that is being there, seeing it, touching it. You can yeah. have a thousand pictures of a car, but it's not going to tell you what you would get from walking around it once or twice and looking at it with your own eyes and catching the light from different angles and getting the smells and the tactile sensations. And God, I haven't been to an auction in a while. It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you see me walking around a car, uh, I'm the guy with the crown royal bag that has that really strong magnet in it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with so, that. You know, I make sure it's nice and velvety so it doesn't yeah, do any Yeah, my crown harm. royal bag always has a bottle. Yeah, in it. yours has <laughs> occupied. Uh, uh, but that's how I, you know, I'm checking fenders and doing this and that. There, I, I'm, I'm not saying this for a fact. I'm just saying there's a <laughs> chance... That somebody in my household has consumed enough crown to be able to make drapes <laughs> out of the bags. I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, well, it kind of depends on you know, which drink you ask me after. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> About that John Craman. <laughs> uh, John, thank you so much for being with us. I, I just love having him on. It, it makes my job easy. I don't have to do very much. Um, you know, we've talked about chainsaw guests and they are always my favorite people who've got their bag packed. You fire them up and just get out of the way because they know what they're talking about and they're going to bring you what you want. Yep. Thanks so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show and on LinkedIn as Driven Radio Show Podcast. We've been mentioning this lately. I'm going to keep mentioning it. I think it's starting to take hold a little bit. We don't see complete numbers from our downloads. <laughs> and, you know, Mark laughs every time I bring this up. Uh, yeah. Since I found this out, oh, God, this hurt me so bad. Uh, yeah, it's been a stick in your craw. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, your podcast providers, you, you know, uh, for us, it's Acast. Yeah. They don't track streaming listens. And also, Apple iTunes doesn't report their numbers, downloads, or otherwise. So Rude. all we see is download <laughs> numbers. We don't know how many people are really listening. But, you know, we, we get impression reports from LinkedIn. And the impression reports are multiple times higher than the download numbers are. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is really weird. And for years, Mark and I have thought, you know, we have so many people tell us they listen. 
and we're always thinking download numbers should be a lot higher from what really? we're hearing. Really? Awesome. Huh? It really should be. So <laughs> if you would do us a favor, if you like the show, you enjoy the show when you listen to it, download it, please. Yeah, please download it. We'd really like to know how many people we got listening. Also, if you have a story you would like to tell or someone you would like us to interview, please contact me at brett at drivenradioshow.com. Don't send it to info at Driven Radio Show. It'll get it'll get bounced. Send, uh, contact me at brett at drivenradioshow.com. I am Brett Hatfield for Mark L. Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Oh.